The scripture for this morning comes to us from the book of John, chapter 20, verses 1 through 19. I will be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been rolled from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciple set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been on Jesus's head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who reached the tomb first also went in and he saw and believed for as of yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white, sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him, in Hebrew, Rabini, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. The word of God for us this morning. Thanks be to God. What would you do if you were the first one to discover an empty tomb? It would be quite a sight, wouldn't it? If you and I came to a cemetery to visit a loved one and we walked up to the tomb and the tomb was dug up and there was no coffin, no body, nothing to be found, I have a feeling that we would do exactly what the women did on that first day of the week. They came in the cover of darkness to the tomb of Jesus only to discover the stone had been rolled away and it looked like the body was nowhere to be found. They did what anybody would do. They ran for help. They ran back to the disciples. They told them, we went to the tomb. It was open. The body was missing. 
The scripture says that Peter and the other disciple whom Jesus loved decided that they would run back to the tomb. They would go check this out for themselves. And they ran all the way there because when a body is missing, you always run, you don't walk. And when they got there, Peter went in first. He was the brave one. He walked into the tomb and looked and sure enough, the body was gone. It wasn't there anymore. It was missing. And all they could see were the linens that used to cover his head and the wrappings that used to be around his body all rolled up where the body used to lay. The scripture says that when the other disciple whom Jesus loved walked in after Peter, he saw and believed. But we're not told what he believed. Did he believe the women when they said the body was missing? Did he believe that Jesus was gone because somebody had stolen the body? Or did he actually believe that Jesus had been raised from the dead? Well, the scripture tells us that after looking inside and not finding a body, Peter and the other disciple simply went home. And I don't know about you, but that strikes me as incredibly odd. How many of us would find an empty tomb, check it out, and simply go home and call it a day? I don't think any of us would do that, but they did. We don't know if they were simply too afraid to stay at the tomb for fear of being accused of taking Jesus's body. We don't know if they simply did not know what to make of the situation or if they wanted to return so that they could tell the others what they had witnessed, but they left. Meanwhile, we are told that Mary does not leave the tomb. She remains outside the tomb, weeping, crying, most of us have lost a loved one at some point or another. We have experienced what it means to have somebody pass away. And we have had the opportunity to grieve, to have services and to have memorials and to have burials. And in a way, Mary was experiencing the loss of Jesus twice. She, has, she had lost him on Friday to the cross. And now as she came to the tomb, she had lost him once more. As we go through this experience of the coronavirus and the social isolation that is taking place, I can only imagine how hard it is for people who are grieving the loss of loved ones, whether to the coronavirus or just to natural causes, who are unable to have even a memorial service or a burial service or time to visit those who are passing away in their final hours. It must be incredibly difficult and I have a feeling that there's a lot of weeping in our homes in those circumstances. Mary continued to weep, but she does not give up. She looks into the tomb to see what is there and to her surprise, the tomb is not empty. No, Jesus is not there. But she sees two angels, one of the head and one of the feet where the body used to lay. She sees them there in dazzling white. 
And you know, when you find somebody at the scene of a crime, you ask them questions. The body is missing and she immediately assumes that they must know something. That they must know where the body of Jesus is. She's looking for clues. She's grasping at straws. The two angels that were sitting there turned to her and one of them says, Why are you weeping? You would have thought that that was the dumbest question you could ask. She's clearly weeping because of her loss. She's clearly weeping because she can't find Jesus. When you can't find Jesus, you can't help but weep. There's nothing worse than not having Jesus. And so her tears continue to flow. Why are you weeping, they ask. And she tells them, I can't find the body of my Lord. Have you taken the body? I don't know where he had been laid to rest. You know, we don't like to lose things. Even if we lose our keys or the phone, we start going crazy, tearing up the house, trying to find that which we have lost. Imagine the anxiety and distress of losing the body of a person that you love, of losing grandma's body or your spouse's body after they have passed away, or worse, your child's body after they've passed away. The grief that Mary was feeling was not only real, but it must have been unbearable to her. She had to find the body of Jesus. She had to know what happened. Before we know it, Mary turns away from these two angels in the tomb, only to see another man standing there. The scripture tells us that this man was actually Jesus, but that she does not recognize him. It would have been hard to recognize anybody through the amount of tears that Mary was shedding at that moment. It would have been incredible, different, difficult for, it's very difficult for her to even know who this was when her face must have been downcast, looking down at the ground in her grief. And the man asked her the same question that the two men inside the tomb had asked before. Woman, why are you weeping? Who are you searching for? You see, Jesus could tell she was searching. He could tell that she was looking. And even though he probably knew that she was looking for him, she gives her, he gives her an opportunity to share her need, to share what it is that she is looking for. And Mary grabs that opportunity immediately and says, I am looking for the body of Jesus. If you have taken him, show me where he is and I, I will take him away. I will carry him away. I won't tell anybody. I won't get you in trouble. I just want the body of Jesus. I want to know where he is. At that point, Jesus reveals himself to Mary by calling out her name, Mary. And I'm sure that when she heard her name, it was like, 
no one else could say it. Mary, in the voice of Jesus, and she must have looked up and wiped her tears away and looked and tried to focus on his face and realized at that very moment that this was indeed Jesus. He wasn't dead. He wasn't a corpse. He was alive. He had risen again. Mary was overjoyed. But I have a feeling that the tears still kept coming. The tears were now tears of joy, tears of celebration, tears of recognition, tears that were washing away the mourning and the sadness that she had been experiencing. Jesus was there before her, and all she could do was exclaim, Rabini, teacher, it really is you. And I can almost imagine her wanting to grab hold to him. And he told her, he said, don't, don't grab hold to me yet because I have not yet ascended to the Father. I have yet, not yet gone to God the Father. Just go, go tell my brothers, go tell my disciples what you have seen and experienced. Today we celebrate that when it seemed like death had prevailed, when it seemed like Jesus had been defeated by death, Jesus showed death who was boss. He came back from the dead. He was indeed the risen Lord that he said he was. The scriptures had been fulfilled when he had said to them that he would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. Today we celebrate that the tomb couldn't hold Jesus and that the tomb was empty that Sunday morning. After three days, with the stone rolled away, Jesus even made his bed as he left the tomb by rolling up the linens that used to be on his body. Mary heard all of this. She took every bit of it in and she went to tell the disciples everything that she had seen and experienced from Jesus. She didn't go away from the tomb carrying the dead corpse of Jesus. Instead, she carried the good news that Jesus was alive and that Jesus had risen. She told the disciples, I have seen the risen Lord. And she told them everything that he said to her. Today, as we celebrate the empty tomb, I hope you have had a similar experience, that you have come to this morning with some mourning and weeping in your heart over this whole situation, over all the deaths, over all the social isolation, over all the difficulties that you and your loved ones have experienced during this trying time, but that you have left the tomb with joy and knowing that Jesus is still the King of kings and Lord of lords, that the promise of life eternal in Jesus is still true, and that even though many things have been canceled, Easter is still on. Jesus is still Lord, and our faith is still strong. May the Lord who has risen 
keep you in his perfect peace during this time and always. Today, I would like to take the time to pray for you, pray for your family, pray for our country, pray for our world, that in the midst of this situation, God might continue to be our Lord, our King, our Savior, and that we might continue to proclaim that He is risen indeed. Would you bow your heads and pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for Easter morning. We thank you that Good Friday was not the end of the story, but that we can look forward to this morning every year, knowing that Easter continues to come every single day of our lives. Every day, O oh Lord, you proclaim your life, your wholeness, your goodness, your mercy, and your grace to us. And now, O oh Lord, we need it more than ever. We ask you, O oh Lord, that you will surround every family, every individual, every healthcare worker, every person that's on the front lines of this epidemic, that you will surround them with your presence, that you will continue to sustain them with your grace, and that you will keep them healthy. We ask you, O oh Lord, for all those that have been infected and are sick, continue to be their, their physician, their healer, their sustainer, and help them to know, O oh Lord, that you're going to be with them. For those, O oh Lord, that are struggling with this disease and might lose their lives, we ask for the hope of the resurrection. We ask you to remind them of your promises of life eternal and to sustain them through their faith, that, O oh Lord, it will be a comfort to them and to their families, because we know that for us as Christians, death is not the end, but a beginning of a life with you. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to have shared this Resurrection Sunday with your people. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.